Hey listener, First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grown-ups for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Did you know that First Encounter has joined a collective? The Spill Potion Collective is a nerdy and independent arts collective formed to support indie creators while promoting community, inclusion, and the drive to grow and improve. Go to SpillPotion.com to learn more. <laughs> We're trying something a little different today. Are we? And that this recording is going in today's episode huh? instead of the huh? episode like a month from now or whatever the fuck we're recording yeah yeah why are we trying that out because it just makes more sense in like the context Mm. of what's happening at the time what's happening well we just finished the spectrum vermont sleep out raised 550 bucks that's pretty cool for spectrum which is pretty sweet nice well done we just had our twitch stream that was fun so we raised uh 375 dollars for extra life so far but that's like a full year thing so don't stop donating yeah Come watch a stream every once in a while and uh, play games and such. Yeah. Um, we had the Tales boys, Tales from the Cartridge, with us. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. Crime Time Nerds, Jitters. All the greatest hits. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but now we can say things like that, and it'll make sense when this comes out. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So uh, we're coming at you from the future, but that's what happened in our past. I don't want a beer today. <laughs> <laughs> we got to thank our donors. Oh, yeah. Oh, who are those? Well, let me pull up this huge list of uh, people who are so kind enough to... Massive list. In the meantime, would you like to talk about our promo that we're playing now? Take it away, Hanny. Yeah, we got a great promo today from a friend over on YouTube called Drakey C. Hell yeah. We're going to be listening to a little clip that Drakey provided to us. Uh, Go check out their sweet videos on Final Fantasy lore on YouTube. Interested in the history and origins of Final Fantasy's most fearsome creatures? Then check out Drakey C on YouTube for Lore of Final Fantasy, chronicling the real world and in-game myths and legends about Leviathan, Bahamut, Tonberries, and more. Drake also produces a wide variety of content for the Dissidia series, including a Let's Play, cutscene compilations, and random battles, with more to come in the future. All right, for our Extra Life stream, would you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Because I would love to take this opportunity to thank Mary, Lindsay, Denise, Abar, Eric, Ryan, and multiple anonymous. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, beautiful. So thank you so much for the donations. We'll have more uh, Extra Life event streams coming at you. These are all for a good cause. You're all wonderful. Children's hospitals. Yeah. But uh, we got some more donators. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? We got some more uh, donors, rather, to thank for the Spectrum Sleepout. So let's take this opportunity to thank Ann P. Charles C. David L. Denise L. Els T. Joan F. Kathy G. Maria L. Kevin C. Michael F. Mary L. Mary C. Paul C. The Sarouse. And Tyler B. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're all wonderful. Welcome to the First Encounter Global Experience World Tour Opening N64 420 69 Blaze It. How you doing? Doing okay. Let me just get comfortable here in this chair and turn my microphone all around for me. Mm, yeah. How you doing, pal? I, I'm, I, mm. Got too much saliva in my mouth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> Literally what I said. I uh, Yes. <laughs> hey. Hey. How you doing? Uh, Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Got us a little heavy chunk of good good today. Yeah, my favorite reveal of the game, if you will. So what you're saying is it's all downhill from here? Yeah, yeah. All right, I mean, the podcast is over. We're not going to keep doing this. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So why don't we dive right into yeah, it? Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm going to have you take control and steer me because uh, this. I think this is too important to lose track of. Oh, that's not a good idea. I'm sure it's fine. Um. So last episode, we got two, or so we thought, huge materia. Yes. We went to Coral. We stopped the train some fucking how still unclear still unclear still really unclear as to what happened last episode not because anything story-wise was confusing yeah. but just because i didn't actually succeed at either of the tasks that were given to me but i still succeeded at the tasks that were given to me so you're a natural gamer hanny that's all i can say i'm gonna show you what they call a pro gamer move 
So we got the huge material. That did not get any (laughs) response that I wanted. (laughs) So we got the uh, huge material from Quarrel. Um, We also got Ultima material, which doesn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For now. We got the huge material from uh, Eagle Island and also the Phoenix Summon. Eagle Fort, Island? Fort Condor, whatever. What? Whatever. Fort Condor. What do you it's fine. Eagle Island? They're all birds. Okay. All right. Calm down. Uh, so we got that. Or so we thought. We cleared the minigame. We definitely got the Phoenix materia. Yeah. So we headed to Medeal because you were told previously, like, hey, we should check in on Cloud every once in a while. So we checked in on him. He seemed still bad. Yeah. Doctor wasn't helpful. Yeah, I I don't know about that, Doctor. Yeah. So he was unhelpful. Couldn't progress the story. And I was like, well, did we definitely get the materia that we got? And I was like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. What do you think we are, dumbasses? Um, turns out, yes. We didn't pick up the huge materia from Fort Condor. Because you have to talk to someone in Fort Condor after. The, the only other resident of Fort Condor who's not selling something. In, in the and previous episode, Hanny I stormed. I stormed out. I was like, yep, never coming back here again. Boy, was I wrong. So we went back to Fort Condor. Got the uh, materia. Headed right back to Medeal. And... Was able to start the story progression. Sort of. Kind of. Haltingly. Forgot to save it before we got back there. Yeah. And at this point, I had done a good chunk of buying and selling. Finally selling Materia, Yeah, I'm going to sell Bahamut. Okay. You have the second one. Why the fuck not? Oh, I haven't used Phoenix yet. That's true. I just don't know why I would sell Materia, really. I guess if I have a couple that are continually leveled up, and like then I get like a new fire, I'd be like, oh, I don't need this. I need to sell it. You can also sell the ones you don't use. That you never equip or use. Is there many of those? Yeah. There's seal. You never use seal. I just got seal, though. You don't use throw. throw Let's go down the list. Let's see what we got. You don't use transform. Much to my chagrin. All right. So transform. Yep. Not going to sell that. (laughs) It's worth so much money. Yeah. Materia is fucking expensive, dude. Sell it. I feel weird, though. Like Why? You're never going to use it. It's fine. I'm giving you permission. I sold it. I can't believe you fucking did that. I hate you so much. Uh, a little world exploration. We're gonna have a real going into that cave of a time. Mm, bet you wish you were. You can only land on grass. I don't believe you. <laughs> Is that a threat? Are you threatening me? Yeah. Alright. Fuck you. You're acting like I don't have other options. I don't know where they are, but I'm gonna go find them. You wanna know what your other options are? What? Chocobos. To get there? Yeah, you have to breed chocobos so they can cross the ocean. I don't believe... That's not true. Shut up. I'm going back up north. North. What if I just fly right into Meteor? <laughs> I'm... Wasn't there a movie that tried that? that Ar- Armageddon. About? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> One of the best made films of all time. What's next? Shall we head for Fort Condor? I already did Fort Condor. Leader man, what's next? Didn't we get the huge materia? Yeah, I have Phoenix. And <laughs> had gone back to Fort Condor and gotten the damn big materia. All right, so Fort Condor, don't tell me. I remember right, Fort Condor is yonder. All right, here we are. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> Shall we take off, Captain Sid, sir? <laughs> yeah, we're taking off. <laughs> Sir, would you like to take this off? This is the only thing I don't like about the high wind is my tendency to button mash, meaning that there's actual time-based consequences. I feel like button mashing shouldn't be a part of navigation. How do you play video games? I literally don't understand. All right, who around here would have a huge materia? This guy. Show me your huge materia. Can I see your huge materia, please? Although there isn't anything we could give you, we'll make sure you can stop in and stay anytime. So be sure to drop by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one thing I forgot to tell you. Da-na-na-na. There it is. Something happens as the story progresses. Um, when you go back and see Tifa and Cloud with the materia in hand, Medeal starts shaking. And Cloud, uh, in his ultimate not-okayness, says, they're coming. Ugh. And Sid runs outside, and Weapon is just flying overhead. It's just flying around, torching things. The whole Medeal Island is shaking. Like, it's just nightmares. And Sid, in his ultimate wisdom, Tifa runs out, and she's like, what's going on? He's like, no, nothing. You and Cloud, go back inside. I'll handle it. Not a big deal. Which uh, Chris very artfully mentioned is probably not something you're supposed to do during an earthquake. But we really don't know. We don't know. We're on the East Coast. 
Uh, West Coast listeners, what should you do in a uh, what should you do in an earthquake? Email us at mail at firstencounterpodcast.com. The live stream is gushing up from below the surface of the earth. Damn, this is bad. I love Sid. (laughs) Sid, what's wrong? Nothing. You and Cloud get inside quick. But I... Hey, don't worry about a thing. I ain't about to die that easily. Oh boy, it's weapon. Damn, that's fucking weapon. (laughs) Of all the times to show up. Okay then, come on, you fuck. (laughs) This is fine. Do I have to fight this thing? Oh, fuck. So Sid starts screaming at Weapon, just yes, really giving and, him a bad time. And obviously, as you might think, Weapon turns down and starts dive bombing Sid. We get into a fight, and like, I mean, I got wrecked immediately. Just absolutely destroyed. I wasn't prepped for a fight. I wasn't expecting it. And just like, I don't even think I got a move off. Maybe one attack. You got its own attack. Oh, yeah, Reflect, because yeah. Sid had Reflectoring. So I died. I didn't save it recently. No, you didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, but you got Sid with the uh, reflect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty sweet design. Talk to me about what that is. Uh, what is that? Oh, oh. you're gonna heal him. Fucking A. Wait a minute, what did you do? I cast life instead of restore. Ah. Boost jump. Oh, I should have fucking taken that reflect right You can off. use uh, potions. Nope. <laughs> I made my choices. Uh! You know I'm not surviving this fight, right? Oof. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for yeah. this episode <laughs> of First Encounter. Does that mean... Fuck, I lost all my weapons, too. And the selling and buying and all that eh, shit. You know what you're doing. <laughs> It'll be easy. <laughs> we ratchet that death count up yet again. And uh, I have a realization at this point, which is I haven't saved it. And the 10 minutes we just spent doing all this shit is another aggressive 10 minutes worth of doing this shit again. So, rebooted the game, went back to Fort Condor. Equipment, materials, Fort Condor. So, make it back to Medeal again. Kick off that whole story. I think I was a little bit better equipped for this particular fight and made it three rounds before almost dying. The only thing that saved me from dying before the uh, round naturally ended, I believe, was that Revive All I accidentally cast. Yep. So I Real pro move. Yeah. Accidentally cast a Revive All when my entire party was alive. However, Weapon got off an attack that killed Barrett and Red 13. And Sid had like 200 HP left. So like I was like, well, fuck. Uh, the Restore All goes off. They come back and Weapon just ups and flies away and everything's okay. Weird flex, but all right. Woo! <laughs> he just swings by to fuck I you I didn't up. get anything from that fight, though, which is funny. I don't feel like you deserve anything no, from no, that no, fight. No. I'm really glad that it just bailed, though. You fuck! You're trying to escape! Sid, stop! <laughs> God, Sid. Stop. Seriously, stop, Sid. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> After Weapon books it uh, and flies away, the island still is shaking. Someone yells the live stream is gushing up this whole island's gonna fucking go down like we're sinking get off everyone go and uh yeah real depressing watching that entire island fucking blow up um sid yells to tifa to save cloud and get out so at that point we see the remnants of our party just kind of go away and we focus on tifa and cloud tifa grabs cloud's wheelchair and is trying to quickly get him out of the doctor's office However, they don't quite make it off of Medeal in time. And as the village is collapsing, uh, they fall into the live stream. Oh boy, this was really exciting for me. A couple episodes back, I made a prediction that Cloud was going to kind of have a journey where he had to find himself. I think I got pretty close there. Yeah, you nailed that. That's where my predictions kind of ended their accuracy for the day, <laughs> dear listener. The next chunk of... I mean, the rest of this episode, really, yeah. is incredible. Tifa wakes up kind of in the dark. She's, you know, searching for a cloud. She doesn't know where she is. And she stumbles into a vision, <laughs> I guess. It's best probably described as cloud subconscious. My guess would be is what happened here is that since they're both in the live stream, and the live stream consists of all living beings, their souls kind of merge while they're in there, and that's why Tifa is able to see inside of Cloud's mind at this point and help him kind of sort through his shit. So she stumbles into this area that is basically just 
bits of Nibelheim connected through Cloud's mind. It's like all the pieces that are important to him. And all over this place, there is kind of these ghostly images of Cloud crouched down and like kind of, you know, very vulnerable. Not the usual gung-ho big boy Cloud we usually see. Tifa's kind of like, oh, I get it. You have to find yourself by yourself. Like, you have to do this. And she starts talking him through kind of their life and like the past five years. The first memory we get is the entrance to Nibelheim. The gates of Nibelheim. Five years ago, Sephiroth passed through these gates. And that's how it all started. It connects to Nibelheim? That's right. It's probably best to start from there. Let's go and have a look, Cloud. I know it's not easy. I'll be here for you. This is really cool because as Cloud and Tifa are talking, Sephiroth walks kind of past in between them and is at the gate. And the two soldiers, uh, foot soldiers, not soldier, soldier, not all caps soldiers, (laughs) the two uh, guards walk up alongside Sephiroth. And you kind of just see like that scene replaying that we've seen a couple times now. Uh, But Tifa and Cloud are talking in the front and Tifa's like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I can't lie to you anymore. You never came to Nibelheim five years ago. That wasn't you. Sephiroth did come to Nibelheim, but it wasn't Cloud that came with him. Fuck. When Tifa says that wasn't Cloud, we do see the same back of that dark haired person that Sephiroth showed us previously. And um, that confirms that Sephiroth wasn't lying in that instance about Cloud being not who he thinks he is. Five years ago, two men from Soldier came. Sephiroth and a young and vibrant soldier. Can you tell me again what happened? How does it feel? Five years ago, I saw the real Sephiroth for the very first time. It's your first time back in your hometown in a long time, right? So how does it feel? I wouldn't know because I don't have a hometown. So this is the great Sephiroth? But to tell the truth, I thought he was very cold. All right, let's go. Mm-mm. I knew it. I knew she was going to shake her head. No, Cloud. I've been hiding it for some time, afraid that if I told you, something terrible might happen. But I'm not going to hide anything anymore. You weren't here. Cloud did not come to Nibelheim five years ago. I waited, but Cloud never came. The two that were ordered here were Sephiroth and another person. We go down to the center of Cloud's subconscious and talk to the bottom left memory, which is Cloud's body kind of blocking the well. This is the one I probably remember the least because... The first one was so like, <gasps> and the last one was just like, Bwomp! but um, the second one is Tifa basically being like, what about that night? Like all those years ago, looking up at the stars and get this really cool scene of the camera angle changing to kind of go underneath the characters and look up at the sky and like change to a starry night. And it was super, super cool transition. That starry night at the well and our promises. What if the memory was all just a lie? Don't hurry, Cloud. Don't answer too quickly. Just keep checking all those small emotions and it'll come back, slowly, little by little. Like the sky that night, the heavens were filled with stars. How much good good are we getting here? Because this seems like really the cream of the crop of good good. Try and remember, Cloud. I was wearing these clothes. That's you, too. You were so small then. And cute. Sephiroth once said, That was really cool. I don't know if... I don't know how much you were paying attention to it, but that head turn at them at the same time was just... Oh, that was chef's kiss moment. Sephiroth once said, Cloud made up his memories by listening to my stories. Did you imagine the sky? No, you remembered it. That night the stars were gorgeous. It was just Cloud and I. We talked at the well. That's why I kept thinking you were the real Cloud. I still believe you're the Cloud from Nibelheim, but you don't believe in yourself. Cloud, what about your other memories? No, not memories. A memory is something that is consciously recalled, right? That's why sometimes it can be mistaken or wrong. It's different from a memory locked deep within your heart. That's it. What about some memory that has to do with me? If you say something and I remember it too, then we'll know that's a memory. Talk to me about anything. Why did you want to join Soldier in the first place? I always thought it was a sudden decision. I was devastated. I wanted to be noticed. I thought if I got stronger, someone would notice. Someone to notice you? 
But who? You. Me? Why? Tifa, did you forget about those days? So the final memory that you can traverse into at this point is a little version of Cloud, a little boy Cloud, leads Tifa over to this third area of Nibelheim, and it's a window. He's like, do you know where where this is? And she's like, no, should I? And he's like, I'll go first. And he's like, I used to only ever look up at this window. And the camera angles like kind of zooms and turns in so that it is a view of Tifa's room. And you can see Tifa uh, as a very young child at this point, um, probably like eight or so. Um, she's in a room full of other kids and she's kind of upset sitting in the corner and Cloud is talking about kind of how he used to want to be like part of her clique, right? She had this like little group of friends that she hung around with all the time, but Cloud wasn't one of them. And, uh, turns out that her and Cloud actually weren't even close as children. And, you know, this whole time we've been kind of thinking that they've been best friends forever, you know, childhood BFFs, but she wasn't actually really familiar with Cloud, even though they lived next door to each other. Um, she had her own friends and uh, Cloud was kind of a weird kid. It seemed like he was kind of a tag along. He wanted to always be included, but it, it seemed like he didn't really know how to ask. And the friends and Tifa weren't really interested in including him. It's all right. You were having a hard time back then. You're so busy with your own things. It's only natural you don't remember me then. Then? I hate to say it, but it's a very important memory. Do you know where this window goes to, Tifa? My room? It was my first time there. Was it? That's right. We lived next to each other, but I really didn't know you that well. I've known you since we were children, and I always thought we were close. Now that you mention it, I don't recall you ever being in my room. Tifa always used to have her own group. That's right. I thought they were all stupid. What? You were all childish, laughing at every little stupid thing. But we were children then. I know. I was the stupid one. I really wanted to play with everyone, but you never let me in the group. Then later, I started thinking I was different from those immature kids. That then, maybe, just maybe they would invite me in. I was so prejudiced and weak. That night I asked Tifa to come out to the well. I thought to myself Tifa would never come, that she hated me. It was so sudden. I was a bit surprised. It's true we weren't that close, but after you left town, I really did think about you a lot. I used to wonder how Cloud was doing. I wondered if you were able to get into Soldier. I started reading the newspapers, thinking I might see an article about you. Thanks, Tifa. Tell him what you told me later. He'll probably be so happy. Okay. What happened on this day? Was it a special day? This was the day... Tifa's mother... Oh, fuck. Hadn't really done a lot of thinking about Tifa's mom. Yeah. The day mom died. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. The scene changes and you see Mount Nibble with Tifa and her group of friends talking about how dangerous Mount Nibble is and how like no living creature has ever like gotten across it or something like that, like a legend. And Tifa's like, I wonder about people who aren't living anymore. I wonder if my mom made it across. She's like, I want to see my mom. And she just starts fucking running towards Mount Nibble. One of her friends turns around at that point and is like, nope, I'm going to go get a grown up. Uh, he sees Cloud on the way out. He's kind of just like, hey, Cloud, got to go do grown up stuff. Tifa gets to that bridge, which we are familiar with because it's the bridge that fell and killed one of the other soldier guards during the first flashback to Nibelheim we had. And we get probably my favorite chunk of good good at this point. Tifa gets onto this bridge and as she does that, the two remaining friends like take one step on it and they're like, nah, dog. And they book it around and you just see Cloud trying to follow Tifa. I wonder if there's anything beyond that mountain. Mount Nibble is scary. Many people have died there. No one crosses that mountain alive. How about those that died? Did Mama pass through the mountains? I'm going. I have some serious back then I only got scraped knees vibes coming, Chris. Please let this happen for me. I don't remember the path I walked. Tifa missed her step. I ran to her, but I didn't make it in time. We both fell off the cliff. Back then, I only scarred my knees, but... Back then, I only got scarred up knees. Fuck! Oh, that was so long in the making. So long. That was episode three, Chris. Yeah. 
I mean, that's minutes into the game. You get that line initially and it makes no sense. Oh, but it's like, it's, it's perfect because in the moment, like as they're running towards the bridge, I was kind of talking to Chris. I was like, no, I, we're going to get it. I know we're going to get it because like, this is all lining up perfectly. Like he's going in memories. He's talking about back then. And now he's on a bridge. And like the last time he had that memory, he was on a bridge and it, you know, collapsed underneath him. Although it was really a tank that bombed it, but you know, semantics. (laughs) <laughs> and just, oh, it got so good. I mean, that's probably peaked at my favorite part of the game is that callback. Yeah. You know? I'm probably going to watch that on YouTube like 30 times tonight. Just that scene over and over again. It's so good. It's so good. So after the back then I only got banged up knees, we find out that Tifa almost died in that accident. Cloud, why'd you bring Tifa to a place like this? What the hell's the matter with you? What if she dies? Tifa was in a coma for seven days. Fuck. We all thought she wouldn't make it. If only I could have saved her. I was so angry at myself for my weakness. Ever since then, I felt Tifa blamed me. I went out of control. I'd get into fights with anyone. That was the first time I heard about Sephiroth. I thought if I were strong like Sephiroth, then... He just wanted to protect Tifa? So that was it. Sorry. Crying now. <laughs> Sorry. Ah! The tears don't <laughs> fall. They're crashing. <laughs> Sorry, Cloud. If I had only remembered more clearly what happened, I could have done something sooner. No, it's not your fault, Tifa. But I remember back when we were eight. That's it. Now I know. You weren't created five years ago. My childhood memories weren't all made up. Hang in there, Cloud, just a little longer. You've almost found the real you. Let's go back to Nibbleheim again. There is definitely some weird energy coming off the parents. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, how could you lead Tifa into danger like this? Tifa's like fucking charging headfirst up Mount Nibble. (laughs) Cloud at that point strikes me like Naruto in the beginning of Naruto where all the kids are like, he's like, he's weird because like our parents tell us he's weird. Otherwise, they'd be like, no, it's fine. Like, you can play with us. We don't care. But yeah, I kind of got that Naruto vibe from him. Basically, any attention is better than no attention. <laughs> oh, that's some good good, though. Yeah. It seems like shortly after that was when he made the decision to join Soldier because he wanted to be strong because he started hearing the stories about Sephiroth. Which also puts the former, uh, you were a war hero, kind of more in perspective. It wasn't like you're a war hero. It's like, oh, you're so strong. And if yeah. I were that strong, too. Like I could defend Tifa if I got to be that strong. Yeah. This little arc was definitely by far my favorite chunk of this. Super good. Yeah. So Tifa's like, oh, shit, this is all real. Like, I remember this. And like, I remember us being eight years old together. Like, this is real. And finally, at this point, I think Tifa has collected enough fragments of Cloud's memory to lead Cloud back into Nibelheim in the subconscious world. So he starts running into town and she's right behind him. And she's like, where are you going? And he goes, "Uh, I don't know. The reactor? She's like, yeah, all right. That sounds right. Um, The next scene is excellent. So once they hit the reactor, it cuts to the scene that we've seen before of Sephiroth just slashing Tifa across the chest, I think, with his Masamune. But we also know at this point that if Cloud wasn't there all those years ago, who was? That's when that same dark-haired figure runs up the stairs and promptly gets his ass fucking thrown right back out of the <laughs> Genova room. Um, unclear if he's dead or unconscious. This is the first time we get his name, though. It is. So uh, we learned that this is actually Zack. Zack. You remembered. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. That's right. It was Zack who came to Nibelheim with Sephiroth. Then where were you, Cloud? Oh, was that what I think it was? Was that Zach just being absolute? Oh, just ruined, just demolished. Cloud, did you see it all? I saw everything. We get probably the heaviest chunk of that good good that has ever good gooded. <laughs> that ever has good gooded. You know what I'm saying? I want you to set this up again because I don't want to fuck it up because I'm going to have to watch this all over again. But just just walk me through it again. So we're in the reactor. Sephiroth cuts down Tifa. Zack blasts through the door, and he's very easily put down by Sephiroth. That's when 
a Shinra guardsman, just one of the blue coats, runs into the reactor, grabs Zack's buster sword, and dives into the Genova room and fucking runs it through Sephiroth. The Shinra guard takes off his helmet. It's Cloud. Was he just a regular soldier? He was just a soldier. <gasps> Mom, Tifa, uh, my town. Who, give it back. Who are you? I had so much respect for you. I admired you. Cloud? Fuck! 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 Oh! You were there. You were watching me. He was the fucking guy who turned her away at the... Ah! It's... It's so good. <sighs> but then Tifa goes, wait, you were there. And then you realize that... He's been there the whole time. He's been there the whole time. And you see Sephiroth addressing not Zack at the gate to Nibelheim, but still Cloud just slightly to the right. Yeah. He is still coming home to Nibelheim for the first time. And Cloud starts remembering a little bit more. He remembers riding on the truck into Nibelheim with Zack. And Zack is the one that's doing the squats and being the cool guy. And Cloud's actually the soldier that's ill up against the side of the cart. Oh, <laughs> fuck, it's good. Yeah, this is me. I never made it as a member of Soldier. I even left my hometown telling everyone I was going to join, but I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to see anybody. Oh, he saw Tifa and put his fucking helmet on? Fuck. How does it feel? It's your first time back to your hometown in a long time, right? A million fucking piece puzzle just fell into goddamn place. I'm... And he was the fucking soldier. Oh my god! You came. You kept your promise. All that music! So you really did come when I was in trouble. So he really was the one who carried her after. Sorry, I didn't get there sooner. It's alright, Cloud. After we learn that, Sephiroth walks out of the Genova chamber, and he is seemingly okay. Seen and guess what? We found her fucking head. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever seen where her head went. Sephiroth has it. Yep. <laughs> just holding on to it. And he's just walking down the stairs, swinging Masamune in one hand and Genova's fucking head in the other. He kind of just uh, looks at Cloud and he's just like, come on, <laughs> don't. And he leaves and... Cloud runs after him and he's like, hey, like, fucking stop. And Sephiroth just turns around, just rubs him through and just lifts him up. And he's like, don't push me. <laughs> and you can tell that Sephiroth's like, I don't want to kill you, but good God almighty, I'm going to if you're going to be like this. But Cloud kind of summons some sort of inner crazy strength, grabs Masamune while it's still inside of him, lifts Sephiroth up from the other side, much to Sephiroth's surprise, and fucking throws Sephiroth, Masamune, and Genova's head up against the wall of the reactor, and they fall to no, we don't know what end at this point, I guess, into the life stream, into the raw life stream at the bottom of the reactor. I think this might be why Sephiroth is seemingly dead or dormant up in the north, because we know all the life stream is connected under the continents. So I assume, similarly to how Cloud ended up in Medeal, he ends up in Knoll's Pole. Um, so that was probably the fucking tits. Like, that was just the coolest shit. That was the bee's tits. <laughs> As the kids say. <laughs> wow, what a cool scene, though. Man, that's kind of where that memory ends. We see Cloud with Tifa leaving the Nibelheim memory again. And at this point, all of Cloud's kind of fragments of memories and spirit kind of rejoin into Cloud's body, and he seemingly starts to regain consciousness. Tifa. Oh, Cloud, it's really you, isn't it? Yeah, Tifa, we finally meet again. You stupid jerk. You had us all worried sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny how he seems to have symptoms again as soon as he's in trouble. <laughs> That's what we call a pro gamer move. <laughs> Cloud, are you all right? Voice, there. Hmm. I see. We're in the live stream, aren't we? Everyone's waiting. Let's go back, Cloud. Back to everyone. Yeah, I guess so. Come on, Tifa. Let's go home. We 
exit Cloud Subconscious, and we see our whole crew surrounding Tifa and Cloud. Somewhere it looks like on the outskirts of what was Medeal, and the whole like water around them is just raw life stream just yep. washing up against them, which sure that's fine, sure, I believe okay. is what Chris said. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think at this point Tifa kind of wakes up and Barrett's like, Oh my god, Tifa, are you okay? And she's like, Hey Barrett, like, fuck you, I got him back. <laughs> and he's like, Damn, I never should have underestimated you. He's like, You really are a special lady. And I just I love their friendship. It's so good. It's such a good friendship. We need more friendship in video games, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> love friends. <laughs> Fucking love friends. We need more love friends in video games. Oh, oh boy, do we? <laughs> um so uh, as Tifa kind of passes back out, we kind of wake up again to everyone gathered in the uh, ops room aboard the High Wind. I never was in Soldier. I made up that story about what happened five years ago and my being in Soldier. I was so ashamed of being so weak. Then I heard the story from my friend Zach. Are you saying the good good isn't done giving? I created an illusion of myself made up of what I had seen in my life. And I continued to play the charade as if it were true. Illusion, huh? Pretty damn strong for an illusion. Physically, I'm built like someone in Soldier. Hojo's plan to clone Sephiroth wasn't that difficult. It was just the same procedure they use when creating members of Soldier. You see, someone in Soldier isn't simply exposed to Mako energy. Their bodies are actually injected with Genova cells. Ah! That's how you get that. Mmm, don't like that. For better or worse, only the strong can enter Soldier. But weak people, like me, get lost in the whole thing. The combination of Genova cells, Sephiroth's strong will, and my own weakness are what created me. But I can't remain trapped in an illusion anymore. I'm going to live my life without pretending. You sure messed up, Cloud. <laughs> Thanks, Tifa. That means he ain't no different from before. Thanks, Barrett. <laughs> By the way, Cloud, what are you going to do now? Don't tell me you're going to leave the ship. I'm the reason why Meteor is falling towards us. That's why I have to do everything in my power to fight this thing. Good. Then you're going to keep fighting to save the planet? It's like you always told me, Barrett. Oh, uh, you mean that. There ain't no getting, getting off, off of this, this train. train. Cloud's back, baby. Now do you understand why I like Cloud so much? Oh, that was good. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm, I really want to go back and just replay this game now. Yes! <laughs> Is that what you've been waiting 20 fucking five episodes for? <sighs> 24, Dude, however many this pick is. pick up so many little pieces. There's so much. It's all going to just fit somewhere now for you. I mean, so much fit in today. So did we get to the point today where if I found this out, it was all over? Yeah. It was the realization that Cloud has always been a nobody. Yeah. But he was also like still there the whole time. He's yeah. still Cloud. Cloud's Cloud. Yeah. He's not anything special like in terms of like he's not created. He's yeah, real guy. And just the fact that he was a fucking Shinra guard. How yeah. many of them have we mowed down? D fucking a billion. Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly say I did not see that part coming at all. At fucking all. Yeah. <sighs> Man, what a treat. I'm wrapped up in so many like little bits here. But at this point, I knew the chance of returning to Shinra Mansion because of Henny's just <laughs> real good experience with it previously. <laughs> uh, probably was a no-go. So I, I had to mention, hey, you remember... All the way episodes ago, when you found those scratched up beakers, yeah, maybe they got something for you now. Maybe it means a little bit more. There listen, were documents in there that you could read. Listen to the ninja and the jogger if you haven't. It's real good. It's real good, and that's where that good good was. Actually, I don't think it was. I think I it was think before so. that. But, <laughs> but also, listen to the ninja and the jogger. It's real Do good. It. Yeah. Well, shall we head to Nibbleheim? Let's go there. Woo! So, we do our bullshit. Guess your fucking predictions weren't true, were they, fucking Cloud, being a clone of Zack, piece of shit? <laughs> I didn't see them being friends coming. Oh, that's where all my fucking material huh. went. It's on Yuffie. Eh, thanks for holding on to it, Yuffie. Fucking Free <laughs> and Kajata are on here? Okay. Oh, shit, what did I just do? <laughs> Can I take you back to a certain scratched beaker where someone left some marks on the inside? Feeding time. Nibbleheim. Nibbleheim! Dun 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 dun. Where is Nibbleheim? Nibbleheim. There's Junon Harbor. Nibbleheim. Bum, 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 bum. You're on the wrong continent, my dude. No, I'm not. Okay. I wouldn't worry about it. Get through the mansion. It was fine. It was fine. 
Please tell me it's no longer, uh, there's no longer enemies in here or random encounters. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you're gonna have to keep. I think you're over leveled for. Oh, keep directing you? Because I don't remember right, where climb the, the Climb the stairs. All right. Oh, right, you have to go up to go down. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's our motto. Obviously. Maybe there aren't enemies. Literally, fuck off. We make our way to the basement where we saw um, beakers, is what they call them, but they're really like Bacta tanks from yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. So we make it into the room. And immediate flashback. And we see in one tank, Zack, and the other tank, Cloud. And it seems like they are cognizant and awake, but it seems like they need to escape, right, during a, a certain event because they're locked in the tanks. So a scientist comes in carrying a tray, and he's just like, hey, it's feeding time. And he goes up and he tries to open Zack's tank, seemingly to let him out to, to eat. Knowing that feeding time is his chance, Zack just fucking punches the guy straight out. He opens up Cloud's tank, and presumably because it's right after the Nibelheim incident, there's probably light security there. We don't really see how they get out of the mansion, but... Zach's first class. Yeah, he could also just, like, murder his way out. And yeah. they were at, definitely at this point, being hunted. <laughs> they were being hunted. But at this point, we only know of two members who are first class soldier. Yeah, Sephiroth, Sephiroth and Zach. Sephiroth and Zach. And considering what we just saw Sephiroth do, Zach is probably more than capable as well. Yeah. So uh, Zach grabs the Buster Sword and he grabs Cloud and Cloud is in a really bad way from the Mako treatment and the experimentation at this point and bolts. And the next time you see them, Cloud is sick in the back of a truck and Zach is just trying to keep his spirits up. It seems like he's just talking a ton and he seems a lot more like how Cloud pictured himself, I think. It seems very obvious at this point that Cloud was definitely emulating Zack all this time, like trying to be that person. Zack's doing squats in the back of the truck, like trying to keep Cloud's spirits up, trying to talk him about what he wants to be when he, like in the future. He seems very cocky. Super, super fun character. Uh, he's like interacting with the guy driving the truck and the guy driving the truck is clearly regretting picking them up. <laughs> um, but he asks them how long it's going to be till they get to Midgar. What are you going to do once we get to Midgar? I know what I'm going to do. I got a place I can crash for a while. No, wait. The mother lives there, too. Guess that's out. The mother lives there, too? My first boyfriend was a first class and soldier. Fuck! That's what I was thinking. I was like, no, couldn't be. Hmm. No matter what I do, I need some money first. Hey, want to start a business? Now what could we do? Hey, old guy. What do you think I'd be good at? What are you yapping about? You're still young, ain't you? Young folks should try everything. You gotta pay your dues while you're young. Go out and look for what you really want. Hmm, try everything. That's easy for him to say. Of course! I got more brains and skills than most other guys. That settles it. I'm gonna become a mercenary. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, thanks, Pop. Hey, didn't you even hear a word I said? Listen, I'm gonna become a mercenary, and that's that. Boring stuff, dangerous stuff, anything for money. I'm gonna be rich. So, Cloud, what are you gonna do? No, wait, you got it all wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. I won't leave you hanging like that. We're friends, right? Mercenaries, Cloud. That's what you and me are gonna be. Oh, so good. And, like, I don't wanna be that guy, but, like, Sephiroth would never have a associated with the lower cloud well that's not true because he knew he cloud knew was from cloud. nibelheim yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he did seem to know him but and when cloud stabbed him through the back he was like you like seriously like, like yeah. what like he knows who cloud is yeah i think the the thing that sets zach and sephiroth apart as soldier first class is that i don't think sephiroth given the situation locked in a tank next to cloud or zach even for that matter i don't think he would have let the other person out he would have just cared about himself to leave I think. Yeah, it's a little hard for us right now because we've gotten so much post, post Nibelheim. Break, breaking point, yeah. Right. Before Nibelheim, he might have. But also, remember that when the bridge collapsed, he refused to look for the other soldier. Yep. And Tifa says that she thought Sephiroth came off cold. Yeah, that's true. So while obviously he had his breakdown that we've seen, you don't just break down suddenly like that. There's a lot yeah. that's just boiling right under the surface, I think, on Sephiroth that makes me think that even pre-Nibelheim, he would have probably been most likely to save his own skin before saving a friend. And I think that's what sets him apart from Zack and Cloud, for that matter. Cloud doesn't leave people behind. Avalanche doesn't leave people behind. Well, Barrett tried to, but... <laughs> <laughs> Barrett has a few times. <laughs> Only Cloud, to be fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. it's a really good scene. Um, the next scene we see is Zack and Cloud, uh, Zack supporting Cloud, but 
we hear gunfire and we see a couple of soldier guards and a commander running them down and they shoot Zach. And while he's on the ground writhing, they shoot him again, clearly dead. Uh, as they turn around to leave, one of the Shinra guards points at Cloud's, you know, form and he's like, what about him? And the commander's like, oh, he's don't even bother. Like, just leave him. After they leave, Cloud crawls his way over to Zack, picks up the buster sword and just wails at the sky. Um, the camera pans up and you just see Midgar. And you know that at that moment, Cloud's memories connect to where he found Tifa, like right probably within hours of this moment mm. and where the game essentially picks up. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. Fuck. With that, we shut down and saved the game. Yeah. We know we're heading to Junon Harbor next to the underwater Mako reactor. We uh, did get that good good. But man. How do you feel about Cloud at this point? Going from this cocky first-class soldier punk who is not a strong character as we know him. Like, he has these voices in his head and whatnot, but it doesn't really build him up or describe him at all. Now we know who he is. I mean, he's fantastic. He's he's a fantastic character. He's complex. He's flawed. He's good. He's, he's done bad. He loses control of himself. Sometimes he's in control. Like, he's just... He's very human, which is ironic because... He's, you know, up until right now, for quite a while now, he's been questioning what he even is. You know, like, is he an experiment? Is he, you know, a Genova cast off? Is he like just created? Like, what is he? But he's probably the most human character in the game. Like, he's just a guy. He's literally just a guy who had a job and it went too far. Yep. <laughs> That's literally what this game boils down to. <laughs> um, Like Cloud, just like as a playable character, like he's still kind of like meh for me. But like. As, a, like, a character, like, witnessing him, like, oh, fucking awesome. Like, just so cool. So, so cool. My only gripes with him at this point is, like, he levels way too fast. Like, just slow down, buddy. Slow down, buddy. I also don't know how he leveled up six levels while he was unconscious. It's fine. It was him finding himself. Uh, same. I'm enjoying Cloud as a character. Um, every day, though, <laughs> that we play this game, I drive closer and closer to the what happened in Advent Children line that we've been basically basing this podcast off of for the last 25 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Um, apparently, a lot of people like Advent Children. Huh. And I only discovered this interacting with Twitter after we started this podcast because, honestly, it's not my favorite movie. Even if the movie itself was standalone and it was what it was, I'd be more okay with that, but I don't like what it made Cloud following advent children if that makes sense yeah all the iterations of cloud at this point are the advent children iteration yeah. and he's so much more complex than that character is yeah but apparently people like it yeah and somebody gave me an explanation for why he is the way he is in that movie that i could see and be like okay i mean that makes sense is it something you can tell me or not yet i think so okay lay it on me dad yeah so what they said is at this point in the game Cloud has discovered his family, the people that he wants to be around, that he wants to protect. At this point, he has that. And at the point of Advent Children, following like Aerith's death, he's scared of losing that again. So he's like Distancing setting himself, himself apart. And I could see it. I mean, I guess we'll have to play more of the game because to me, Maybe this is just me misreading his character, but to me, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would push it away distant. He seems like the kind of person who would cling to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that that person who was explaining it to you is wrong. It's just I don't have the information I need to yeah. to make a decision on that yet because we need to see what else could happen with him mentally for the rest of the game, right? Yeah. And it's also been a long time since we've seen that movie. So yeah. we could like it. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm sure it like looks cool and has awesome action. I'm sure like there'll be parts where we're like, oh, that's fucking cool. Plot wise, I really enjoy it. It's just the... I don't know what the plot is still. Yeah. I thought it was them trying to get Genova's head, but I don't remember. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I think how it connects to the Final Fantasy VII compilation as a whole is pretty cool. Yeah. I think it fits. I think it works. So we'll, we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah. Anyway. It feels like the game's winding down a little bit. That's funny because you have another disc. You got whatever is left of this disc and another disc. Yeah, so. it just it feels like we definitely hit a climax and are coming down, if you will. So we got the uh, underwater Mako reactor. Yep. What's next after that? Let's see, we're going to get the big, huge materia from underwater Mako reactor. 
and then we're going to use that to make something to stop the meteor. And then when we stop meteor, we're going to be like, all right, problem A is solved. Let's go kill Jenova and Sephiroth up north. All right. At a high level, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, sure. Way zoomed out. Yeah. How do you feel about Zack? What do you think? Oh, he's so fun. I don't know how much more we'll learn about him. He's definitely Aerith's boyfriend, though. That's fun. I'm going back to Midgar. I need you to oh, know that. We'll see. I know. It seemed pretty locked up tight. They'll let me back in. How do you feel about the weapons now that you fought one? Um, I don't think they're a weapon. No? No. Talk to me. So I was listening to... Uh, <laughs> so this is how much of a piece of shit I am. I listen to our own podcast like fairly frequently. Sure. Um, so I was re-listening to Cloud Strife's Pro Snow Order 2, if you will. I will. And when you asked what I thought weapon was at the end of that episode... I said, I'm pretty sure it's a materia that's the opposite because that's what the planet can produce is materia. At that point, I said, I thought it was a materia that was the opposite of the black materia that would be the white materia, which is what and correlated that to the white item that we saw drop out of Aerith's hands when she died. Mm. I'm still on the train that that's the actual weapon that the planet created and the weapons. I think those are more artificially created by probably the Cetra. But just a thought, just a little conjecture, but... um, Just a little fun fun. A little bit of uh, my hypothesizing that came out of me snowblowing the other day. All right. And listening to my own podcast (laughs) like the giant piece of turd I am. I mean, we could just say it's quality control. Quality control. Yeah, that episode came out like several weeks ago, so that's fine. I think it's okay. (laughs) I'm sure it's I mean, we didn't need to say... You could have been snowblowing at any point. That's true, yeah. I mean, it's Vermont. Winter is nine months out of the year, so... Mm. Excellent. My heart is full, for sure. Today was a good day. That was some good good. You have anything uh, you want to tell our dear listener, Chris? Thanks for sticking by us. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you want the journey to continue, why don't you hit us up on Twitter at 1STEncounterPod. You can email us at mail at firstencounterpodcast.com, or you can check out our website, firstencounterpodcast.com. Our intro and outro music is written and performed by Alden Zach. 